Good effort, Chris. Fratelloni's Hardware yeah. and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1028, March 2nd, 2023. 54 degrees we reached on this day back in 1923, and it was 17 below in 1913. And another meteorological note now that we're in meteorological spring. Uh, more than seven inches of snow on this day in 1951. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Sushir. Stacy, the GL geologist, notes a 5.7 in Oaxaca, Mexico. No. Yep. She said not hearing of major damages or injuries, but I'm sure they felt it. Spell that. O-A-X. O-A-X. A-C-A. I don't know how to pronounce it. I pronounce it Oaxaca. I just want to see if it's close to where Is that where you're going? I, no, I want to see if it was where anywhere near where I five point seven. That's a that's a decent size shaker. Huh? No, it's uh, it's not. <laughs> and I have a nice note from our friend Anna from Matamidai who is struggling uh, with a serious health issue, and Keep she's fighting, baby. she's checking in to say hello and uh, Godspeed to her. Would she be the diehard of all diehard GL fans? I mean, she came to every event. When you get she, a tattoo... She's top five. No, oh, for sure. when, no, when you get a tattoo, you're number one. She's number one. Oh, that's okay. a good point. You're I, number I, I one. I give her number I'll one. Give it. Yeah. Big John's in the top five. Ingy's in the top five. I haven't seen his tattoo. No, I don't... I'm not looking He'll for it. He'll send one to you. Yeah. Picture. Send me a pic. God bless you, Anna. I hope you're doing well. Uh, it's a tough, tough road she's on. Yep. Uh, we talked about auto repair yesterday, and I offhandedly mentioned, of course, this is something Mike Schoonover would know well. Uh, I offhandedly mentioned that to fix something today basically involves taking things apart. Yes. you got to strip an engine down to get to a... A water pump, for example. Uh, a spark plug. A spark plug. Yeah. And uh, Jeff Rose sent me an email. He said, Joe, you were talking about auto repair today and how you need to remove other parts to get to the part that needs replacing. I have been an auto technician for 32 years, and the vehicles are getting harder to work on. I'm submitting a photo of what it takes to work on a Ram diesel. Lots of fun. Keep pushing back. He sent a photo. The body of the truck is lifted off the frame so he can get to the what he needs to get to in the engine. Isn't that something? Demolition is yeah. And I read in a day. I believe I read in a Dan Neal column one day in the one Saturday in the Wall Street Journal. He was post. Uh, uh, he was uh, what's the word I want? Postulating? No. He was uh, prophesying, forecasting. He was wondering if the day will come <laughs> when you're not going to find anybody that could work on say a modern BMW. Or a, a Mercedes Benz. You totally just pulled a rookie and a Reavers. I know, but I had to. <laughs> I had to get myself out of the verbal right. dead end. So there, I don't know where we should go with that. That's our job. I, I don't. I, I honestly don't see that happening. With all due respect, I, I hope I, you're right. I think training. Um, their training now encompasses all that. Yep. 
And Reeves, Hi. you think China's out to kill us. How much hate mail did I get? I didn't see any. Oh. Uh, but Chris Ingebrigtsen writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you. If you thought COVID, fentanyl, dust, and weather balloons were bad, look at this. Tiny slime robots the Chinese are developing to insert into your body for medical procedures. Oh, sure. Sure, they're going to. Years from now, when we wonder how the apocalypse started, I'm going to point to this. Good luck, Chris. You know, one of the things we did forget to mention, in addition to everything we mentioned yesterday as to why China's trying to kill us, TikTok should have been on that list as well. And I'm not joking. Okay, it's let me review. Let me our, let me yeah, review yes. this again briefly. Don't I don't intend to have a long discussion about this. Okay, uh, among the grandkids are a couple who do uh, TikTok. They do dancing. I can find nothing untoward about it. How are they being violated? They're they're just innocent. The dances. app itself. Is yeah, you're evil. you're missing. Yeah. Okay, what am I missing? They're what, spying. Right. Listening, Give watching. Give me a minute. All right. Well, then I'll tracing, have to tell them they can't use that anymore. Tracking your every well, move. Good luck to you. No, that the, you're the, not going to be able. The to. ship has sailed if they're yeah. already on it. Yeah. But I'm saying their their parents should be very well aware of how evil TikTok is. I ship their parents every article I come across about the dangers of social media as it as it pertains to children. Yeah, and they laugh it off when they get it. No, some of them are so. Uh, compelling that they take they take it to heart oh cool well that's good yeah good yeah according Uh, to the independent tiktok's format of short videos has been linked to decreased attention spans when the app is used for more than 90 minutes a day in fact john help me wasn't there just new legislation where uh well not only is tiktok about to be banned on government platforms but they're going to limit use for children well for under the age of 13 That is actually TikTok that's doing that. Plus, they're putting an hour limit. That's on, okay. Thank you. Uh, well, these kids, kids aren't on it ninety minutes a day. How do you know? Well, I just I know. I don't know. I do I know. know. <laughs> I do know. Okay. That would not be allowed. And we talked about. I'm trying to really clean up some old business, aren't I? We talked about a beer called Pliny the Elder. Or you yeah. were wondering if Pliny the Elder was a beer. Mm-hmm. It is. No, it is a beer, yeah. yeah. Scott Mature out in Montana says, I have had it at its source more than once. It's from the Russian River Brewing in Santa Rosa, California, and he says it is incredible. Yeah, its reputation is enormous. As is it an IPA? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Oh. I really don't know. Russian River Brewing, Santa Rosa, California, and the beer is called Pliny the Elder. I love the name. I've never had one. Where's Pliny the Elder? I'll have a Pabst, please. (laughs) Bleep Pabst. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's why I question your card-carrying GL membership. Well, if GLers are drinking a Pabst, I can't help them. Old Milwaukee. IPA, Joe. Imperial okay. IPA, eight percent. I don't know what imperial means, but uh, That's a little thicker. I don't either. Yeah. Have you read about the wreck of the cargo vessel that went down in Lake Huron? Uh, for some reason, it's captivated news gathering institutions. Uh, and off uh, off Traverse City, Michigan, uh, this this one hundred ninety foot cargo vessel collided with a grain hauler. On a blustery night in September of 1894, and both vessels sunk. Uh, the Ironton, 
the Ironton's captain and six sailors got into a lifeboat, but it was dragged to the bottom before they could detach it from the ship. Oh, that's and, unfortunate. And only two crewmen survived. The gravesite has long eluded shipwreck hunters, but now the mystery's been solved. Officials with the Thunder Bay National Marine Sanctuary in Alpena, Michigan, said. Now, that has to be a different Thunder Bay area than Thunder Bay up north of Minnesota, right? All right. A team of historians, underwater archaeologists, and technicians located the wreckage in 2019 and deployed remotely controlled cameras to scan and document it. Superintendent Jeff Gray said the sanctuary plans to reveal the location in coming months and is considering placing a mooring buoy at the site. Officials have kept the find secret to prevent divers from disturbing the site before documentation is finished. The Ironton is sitting upright on the lake bottom, hundreds of feet down, remarkably preserved. No human remains were seen, but the lifeboat was tethered to the bigger vessel, Mm. a poignant confirmation of witness accounts from 128 years ago. Wow. 200 shipwrecks are believed to rest within or nearby the boundaries of the sanctuary, which includes the Great Lakes Maritime Heritage Center in Alpena and some 4,300 square miles of north Western Lake Huron. Why are they all going down there? Several factors made the area a shipwreck alley for more than two centuries until modern navigation and weather forecasting reduced the danger. The late 1800s was a busy period for Great Lakes commerce. Thousands of schooners or sailing ships and hundreds of steamers hauled cargo and passengers between bustling port cities such as Chicago, Detroit, and Cleveland. Isn't that nifty to think of those days? The yeah, sanctuary, except for the shipwrecks. The sanctuary area was something of a maritime highway cloverleaf. Vessels cruised to and from Lake Huron and Lake Michigan through the nearby Straits of Mackinac. Others ranged northward to Lake Superior, fetching iron ore from mills and mines in Michigan and Minnesota's U, from in Minnesota and Michigan's UP. The weather was notoriously unstable. Dense fog, sudden storms, islands, and submerged reefs lurked. The steamer broke down in heavy Lake Huron seas around 12.30 a.m. on September 26. The Ironton and the Moonlight disconnected their tow lines and drifted apart. With the Ironton crew setting sails and firing up its engine, it veered off course and ran into the Ohio. A freighter loaded with a 1,000 tons of flour about 10 miles off Presque Isle, Michigan. The Ohio foundered, its crew of 16 rescued by the moonlight. The Ironton, the moonlight is the name of a boat. The Ironton stayed afloat more than an hour before going down. Newspapers quoted William Perry as saying he and two other Ironton sailors bobbed in the heaving lake for about 30 minutes until another steamer, the Charles Hebard, showed up. Perry struggled aboard as the Hebard lowered a lifeboat with several of its crew. They picked up the other two Ironton men, but a wave hit the craft, flinging everyone into the water. Hubbard crewmen tossed lines and pulled all to safety, except Ironton mate Ed Boswick, who couldn't muster the strength to hold on. Oh, my God. Wow, what a shipwreck that was. Wow. And in the meantime, the other guys went down because they couldn't untie the 
lifeboat from the uh, plunging Ironton. Hmm. Nature is bigger than man. And just imagine uh, they had bad weather back then. I only thought that was now, but I guess you can. <laughs> right. I, I would like to spend far more time than I ever have around the shores of the Great Lakes. I have it in my mind, there's no one left to ask, but I have it in my mind that my dad and his brother were taken by their parents on Great Lake cruises. There were cruise lines on the Great Lakes. Hmm. hmm. No, thank you. They would go from Superior to... Oh, on, on big cruise vessels, like mm. like the Titanic-type ships. I don't even like going to Mille Lacs. Well, <laughs> it's too big. Yeah. How, about we, how about we do the Great Lakes in Kenny's pontoon? No. <laughs> the cirrhosis of the river. No, no, it's been renamed. Oh, that's oh, right. I'm sorry. What did you name it? D's Nuts. Oh, yeah. Who's? D's. Thank you. And, Kenny, uh, I was wondering if you noted, as uh, you and I uh, are not uh, scoffers, a new chamber has been discovered inside the Great Pyramid of Giza, 30 feet long and 6 feet wide. How did they find it now? Uh, using uh, sonar. sonar. It's perched above the famous structure's main entrance, and it was detected using a scan. The function of the chamber is unknown, although such corridors often lead to further archaeological discoveries. That's 4,500 years old. The, they finally, I think, I think they um, kind of knew about this or they were speculating about this for a few years. I think then, so uh, I get, uh, obviously they, they've confirmed it now, but they're not going to go in there, right? They're not going to try oh, to access it. I believe it. they will. Sure. Do you? I believe Isn't that they bad will. juju? Well, how did they build the pyramids is one of the questions I don't scoff at. How, how in the hell did they lift tons and tons and tons of granite slabs? Uh, um, didn't we cover this yesterday on no. uh, the Krabby Coffee sh Shop? Oh, yeah. Maybe you did. Yeah, yeah. 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 and uh, Don provided the answer for us. They rolled them in on logs, and the paid laborers put them into place. Yeah, uh, and I said no, no. It was it was, it was the aliens. aliens. And they, they they put them there um, because they're precision cuts. I mean, they're precise, right on, accurate. Can't cuts. slide a dollar bill between the cuts. Right. I mean, come on now, come Our, on now. That's, come and on. thousands of years later, our ancestors are built building these cruddy, beat up, crooked log houses <laughs> that leak like a sieve, or bridges fall down. Yeah. Or, Come on. It had to be alien. I, I, you know what? I know it was aliens. I do, too. I yeah. do, too. Yeah. And I, I, sometimes I love to touch base with the real world, considering all we have to push back against in the world of the regressives. But I love to read about shipwrecks. I'm sorry those fellows lost their lives. I love to read about new discoveries in pyramids. I love to read about the discovery of species thought to be extinct. I love to hear from... Uh, Stacy, the GL geologist on earthquakes. There is a world taking place, and it's continuing. And but when you limit your daily grind to the activities of the regressives and the turds, uh, things sound so bleak and so upsetting. 
Uh, and unfortunately, I must turn to some of that now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I must, I must turn to some of that now. Well, one more thing on uh, Reber's thinking the Chinese are trying to kill us. This is from the New York Post. Uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland is facilitating the drug trade, drug trade by keeping the border open so it can be transported here without detection. This is for the New York Post. I saw that. Yeah, fentanyl is manufactured in China flown to Mexico, and then given to the cartels who distribute it to their various factions, and it is shipped to the U.S. in various forms. Many of the young people have no idea what they are consuming when they take it. Many think they are taking bootleg Adderall and such. It is interesting that there just happens to be a shortage of Adderall at the same time fake deadly pills happen Mm. to be available. It would be interesting to find out which of our politicians are making money on the side. Uh, this is uh, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> A.G. Merrick Garland claims fentanyl unleashed on purpose in the U.S. Unleashed on purpose mm-hmm. in the U.S. by the cartels. So you continue to believe China is trying to kill us, and proof arrives every day. You're welcome. Isn't that fun in the real world? Uh, speaking of the real world, a text that I received listening to the show from today. This Meaning. was yesterday's show. Yeah. It's okay with me if you want to say anything about fentanyl and our experience with it. It's not a secret, and if it helps anyone not start or any parents trying to deal with it, then it's worth it. Maria uh, sent that to me. Her son, Michael, is in treatment again for about the third or fourth time. Uh, he had two very close call brushes with, uh, he oh. did overdose, and his little brother found him oh. purple. And called, and uh, he's been on a, a roller coaster ride up and down, and he just can't get this off his. I feel so f- sorry for Matt and Maria because they're going and their family, but that's how powerful this is. He can't, and Maria said it's an open book, so it's okay. And I, I was going to say something yesterday, but I didn't want to, and she just happened to text me. It's just the worst thing you can ever go through, and she is well, just up in arms. He just, he's addicted to it, and he can't. He goes through, and he can't stop. Whenever you hear politicians or anybody talking about the plagues of this country, this is the number one freaking problem in our country right now. And there's too many people unwilling to want to talk about it and deal with it. If you don't mind me asking, Matthew, how did his problems start? What was what was his introduction? Did he have an injury or something? Drug use? No, he did not have an injury. He was. Was it recreational? Recreational, and then he must have just got that high and said. Mm You know what? I love it. I got to get there again. I That's get what there they again. say about heroin. It it allows you to live with yourself, or at least tune out the outside world and all the evil voices in your head. Well, and he's just been lucky enough not to get his hands on the crummy stuff. That you know, if it's a bad mix or it's, whatever, it's all crummy. But yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Well, that's dreadful. It yeah, is it dreadful. Is. But uh, so I'm sure, as parents, they would rather have them have a debilitating disease they right. could at least attack right right it's yeah. just it's really sad my and, son uh, came up on a friday night and he missed a couple of exits and i didn't he sent me a text while i was in bed and, and i woke up at two in the morning three in the morning and i read the text he was already upstairs in bed and it really really got me worried it's like oh god what's happened to him 
Uh, it turns out it's a, a podcast he was listening to. It, <laughs> Not was, so, all, right? it was so engrossed that it was a podcast. Phew. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's take a time That's out. a good podcast. <laughs> May I tell you that you don't want the government involved upon your leaving this veil of tears. You want all of your affairs taken care of. I would recommend Eckberg Lammers, one of the best-known law firms in the metro and western Wisconsin. They'll create an estate plan, and the purpose, of course, is to avoid court for your family that you've left behind, to minimize taxes and control your wishes. You don't want your belongings to enter the realm of the government. And we're all going to go. Okay. We're all going to go. There's no age limit on this. Get this done now. It's great service. These are great people at a great law firm. They'll take care of property disputes in your family. They'll take care of tax questions for snowbirds. A lot of people think estate planning is just for old people, but it's not. If you're a parent or a grandparent with young kids, you need to consider having your will prepared so the court knows who you selected as a guardian for your children. All this can be done, nailed down, buttoned up, boom, put in a drawer with instructions for those you leave behind, go to that drawer. There you're going to find everything taken care of by Eckberg Lammers. I uh, I don't care how old you are. You should have this done as soon as possible. And you can do so by merely making an appointment with uh, Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit EckbergLammers.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Well, here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Coming in hot. Tri-State Bobcat coming into spring hot with deals that are absolutely amazing. If you've been holding out for the right price on a Toro snowblower, the time is absolutely right now. Tri-State Bobcat is offering sale prices on uh, Toro PowerClear single-stage blowers and PowerMax two-stage snowblowers. And I'm telling you, you really look forward to the next Snowmageddon event with a a Toro snowblower. It's going to snow four inches, and you're going to say, Jesus, I really wish it would have snowed 12 inches. They're so fun. If you've already owned a Toro snowblower and you're actually thinking about summer right now, Tri-State Bobcat has the best pricing on select previous model years, Time Cutter, and Titan Zero-Turn mowers, ranging from 
42 inch up to 60 inch with uh, discounts from 10 to 20 percent under the promo pricing uh, and there's a big bunch of snow blowers and carry over zero turns and new models on sale it's a long list so what you have to do is get on the uh, get on the horn call any one of the tri-state bobcat locations tell them you're a gler and you need a, a snow blower or a zero turn mower uh, because they make toro they make both snow blowing and lawn cutting a lot of fun Oh, and feel free to call uh, Mankey's Outdoor Equipment down in Owatonna. They are now part of the Tri-State family. So everything you hear about Tri-State and the sales and the pricing, also available down in Owatonna. And as always, like like on the phone, when you stroll into one of the Tri-State Bobcat locations, tell them you heard about it uh, and the sale on Garage Logic, Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson. And you can see everything you want to see and so much more, tristatebobcat.com. Loyal GL listener in the belly of the beast in Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland writes, as a GLer in Liberal Lakes, I know all too well that elections have consequences. Well, it hasn't taken long for newly elected Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty to reveal what we knew about her all along. In a Brooklyn Park murder case, former county attorney Mike Freeman pursued the prosecution of the two teens who committed the murder. He pursued them as adults. The case has turned over to Moriarty, who is saying, not so fast. Moriarty is following the science, which she believes proves that juveniles are not young adults. Let me stop right there. I find that fascinating. And I'll get to the story in a moment. I find that fascinating because I'd bet you $100 Mary Moriarty would not disapprove of gender transitioning among young children. And yet that would defy science. Consequently, two individuals who committed murder could be back on the street in two years. Meanwhile, she won't even prosecute carjacking by juveniles, granted a less severe crime than murder, but a plague on our society. And he linked me to a Carol Evans story. Uh, when Mary Moriarty was running for Hennepin County Attorney, one of her key planks of her campaign platform was reforming the prosecution of juveniles. Now Moriarty's belief that adult prison is not the answer for juvenile offenders being put to the test. Zariah McKeever was shot to death in her apartment in Brooklyn Park in November. According to court papers, Zaria's controlling ex-boyfriend, ex-Haynes, gave a gun to two teens, drove them there, and sent them inside. A 15-year-old allegedly pulled the trigger along his sev- alongside his 17-year-old brother. Uh, if you do adult time, you should. If you do an adult crime, you should do adult time. Zariah's sister, Tiffany Epps, said. The Hanneman County Attorney's Office under Freeman pursued just that, adult certification for the two teens so they could be tried in adult court alongside Haynes for second-degree murder. But since taking office, Moriarty's office informs Uriah's family they've decided to offer the teens a plea deal in juvenile court court, in return for testifying against Haynes. Haynes was the boyfriend who drove the two teens there. Then the teens would complete a two-year rehabilitation program at the juvenile prison in Red Wing and be released under supervision with a suspended prison sentence held over their heads until they turned 21. We are following the science, 
As I said in my campaign, we need to treat kids like kids. Boy, I'd love to know where she stands on this transitioning. I bet she's a hypocrite. Kids aren't simply small adults. Their brains aren't as developed. They're subject to peer pressure, risky behavior, manipulation by adults. I, I, I hate to keep harping on this, but she's offering a template to argue against letting a little kid decide they want to change genders. Right. <clears throat> uh, it's what, what happened here, Moriarty said, and they can be rehabilitated because their brains aren't fully developed. And we no. also know when we send mm. kids to prison, they're going to come out at a fairly young age. They're going to be traumatized, and they will be at a greater risk to public safety. Zariah's family disagrees. They say they feel betrayed by the course change of the prosecutor's office. They fail to even realize or understand these are real people. We are not statistics. Zariah was not a statistic, said Zariah's stepfather, Paul Greer. We feel like we're being used in a political game. Mariah is still aggressively prosecuting Haynes and plans to ask for an aggravated sentence if he is convicted, which is possible since he's accused of enlisting juveniles to carry out the crime. But Zariah's family holds the teens accountable as well for their roles. I just hope these boys and other people like them would not get out and be a repetitive criminal and do this to one of your loved ones. I pray to God it doesn't happen to you, said Zariah's mother, Maria Greer. Despite asking for the family's input, prosecutors do not need the family's blessing to offer a plea deal. We listened. Ultimately, it is our role to decide what is appropriate in terms of public safety. So I have great empathy for the family. I can't imagine what they're going through. We did listen. I understand they disagree with the decision, but ultimately we have to do what's right for public safety, Moriarty said. Sounds to me like she's doing what's wrong for right. public safety. She, that's just Does she know what's right? An insane approach. The new approach to handling juvenile offenders is not part of a blanket policy at the Hennepin County Attorney's Office. Moriarty said they will still certify some juveniles as adults on a case-by-case basis. But you wouldn't hear where two teens walk in and commit cold-blooded murder? The boyfriend and the kid that pulled the trigger yeah. in jail for life. Yeah. Never, ever, ever getting out. Ever. The plea, the plea deal for the two juveniles rests on their cooperation in the case against Haynes. He's back in court in two weeks. That's the end of the story. I don't care how many prisons we have to build. Fill them up. Yep. Never get out. I, I, I apologize for getting so... Uh, yeah, you really got distracted there. So sidetracked, but this, this Moriarty's offering a template to argue against... Well, the failed academy and everyone else pushing for these children to change their gender. But, They're too uh, young. Yeah. Their brains aren't developed, if you want to go by Moriarty's reasoning. They do stupid things, if you want to go by Moriarty's reasoning. So she's calling murder a stupid thing to have done. I'll say it is. It's not wrong. Their brains aren't fully developed. Okay, I don't think uh, kids in kindergarten who uh, wish to become a man or a woman, their brains aren't developed either. Well, I'm, I'm again, I'm. I'm yeah, using, you're getting I'm, distracted I'm by using the real two issue. Side cases and those that the boyfriend and the kid that pulled the trigger should never ever get out ever. Oh. I don't care how old he was. Maybe I was because I was thinking of this. A judge in Ramsey County has ruled that it's discriminatory for USA Powerlifting. That's the weightlifting okay. body that governs weightlifting. 
uh, they're ruling, uh, the judge ruled that it's discriminatory to prevent transgender women oh uh, from competing in USA powerlifting events. Uh, this regards a case uh, involving a, a transgendered woman named J.C. Cooper, 35 years old. Uh, and for some reason, I've lost the... Oh, here it is, right here. Uh, a Ramsey County judge has sided with a transgender woman who filed a discrimination lawsuit against a national powerlifting organization that barred her from participating in women's competition. District Judge Patrick Diamond wrote Monday that USA Powerlifting is engaged in discriminatory practices by prohibiting J.C. Cooper, 35, of Minneapolis for competing. The decision by USA Powerlifting to refuse to allow Cooper to compete in the female category consistent with her self-identification begins and ends with but one factor, Cooper's protected status as a transgender woman, Diamond wrote. Diamond ordered the Alaska-based organization to cease and desist from the unfair discriminatory practice and to revise its policies within two weeks. A trial for damages is scheduled May 1. Attorneys for Gender Justice filed the lawsuit against USA Powerlifting and USA Powerlifting Minnesota on behalf of Cooper in June of 2021, alleging violations of Minnesota's Human Rights Act. Okay. A claim of an unfair performance advantage because of sexual orientation or sex, as USA powerlifting officials have contended, is not a reason to discriminate. Wow. Hmm. Uh, women, you are really taking it on the so, chin here. So on that statement alone, then what, what would be a reason? I, I don't know. To discriminate. USA powerlifting did not find Cooper too big or too small or just too right, he wrote. The only consideration in their policy was Cooper's protected status as a transgender woman. According to the lawsuit, Cooper trained for and registered in 2018 to compete in the 2019 Powerlifting Minnesota <coughs> State Bench Press Championship in Maplewood and in the Minnesota Women's State Championship. Uh, a doctor for powerlifting uh, emailed Cooper and said, no, you're, you're not eligible. The email explanation read, male to female transgenders are not allowed to compete as females in our static strength sport as it is a direct competitive advantage, the lawsuit states. And the judge said, no, you're, you're wrong. They get the same rights and protections as everyone else. No, I think women are getting the raw end of this deal. Uh, I don't think uh, transgendered women uh, should compete in any sport against women. Why don't they just have their own competitions? Right. Well, why do we give this so much attention? How many transgendered powerlifters are there? Way too much attention is being given to transgenderism. Way too much. Well, And then you break it down into powerlift. I mean, what? <laughs> Name one. Well, whatever. You know? I I do know, man. I just I just don't know. What? I, I just don't know anymore. You I just I, contradicted I, yourself. I just don't know. 
He said he knows, but he doesn't know. know. I know, yeah. but I don't know. I, I, well, if you know, you know. I, I know. You think in cases, some cases, they're just out fishing and looking for lawsuits? Yeah, they won one. Here <laughs> they got a victory. Oh, somewhat like people in the academic academic world looking for reasons to be offended, Kenny? It, yeah, sort of along the same lines. Why don't we take a timeout? And bring back Mr. Height. All right, we can do that. But uh, let me talk to you guys about Minnesota Masonic Charities. And again, we've been talking about them to the people of Garage Logic that listen to this podcast. And while they may have been a mystery to many people, again, they're not a mystery to people being treated for cancer at the Masonic Cancer Center. They're no mystery to the families of children being cared for at the Masonic Children's Hospital. And for more than 100 years, the Masons have cared for our elders at the Masonic Home in Bloomington, which is off the charts as one of the best in the state. There's also no mystery to the young people receiving scholarships from Minnesota Masonic Charities. As the the largest private scholarship programs in the state of Minnesota, they're granting more than a million dollars annually to Minnesota students. That's no big secret. Well, it's not anymore because I'm telling you about it. This year, they're introducing a scholarship program like no other, the Selfless Scholar Program. I want you to go to their website, check it out, because you can learn more about it and you can nominate someone. So despite the secret handshakes, the Masons have become synonymous with philanthropy to many people in Minnesota, and I'm sure you know somebody. So again... Minnesota Masonic Charities, the Garage Logic. We welcome them to the family, and I want you to learn more about this special organization at mnmasoniccharities.org. Let them know you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. Hey, GLers, Kenny here, clinging to my can of seafoam. This stuff is a miracle when it comes to preserving the integrity of gasoline in your seasonal cylinders. We all use it when it comes to putting those machines to bed for the winter and or summer. Uh, it also works wonders in occasional use cylinders, cleaning deposits, preserving ignition vapors, keeping the moving parts moving, and don't be shy about occasionally feeding your daily driver a can of seafoam, especially during these winter months with the wild temperature swings. It's a Available everywhere the world over and a true miracle in the world of bad gas, seafoam. Truth, justice, and the souchere. You know, one of the great things in life when it comes to springtime is getting quality water inside of your home, Joe. I would think so. You know, the home is the largest investment, they tell me. That's what I understand. So why not take care of it by getting the best in the business, and that is Hoffman Water and Connecticut. Well, they've got you taken care of because they offer sales, service, and rental options for Connecticut water treatment systems that could include a water softener or maybe an iron rust and odor filtration system. Or you just want to simplify things and get a brand new drinking water system. Well, Hofferman Water's got you taken care of. A new system from Connecticut can do wonders for you and your family because it's the best. Bad water can affect almost every aspect of your home. So you get that new system from Connecticut and instantly your showers are better, so is your laundry and your drinking water. So, if you've been waiting, now's the time. Do me a favor, get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today. I had my Connecticut system installed years ago. It's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. 952-894-4040. Did you get a pen? Write this down. I have it. it. 952-894-4040. That's an email. 
952-894-4040 or just visit their website, HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Here is uh, Horace Height in his newsroom. <laughs> Not Horace. He's no Johan. relation that I'm, that I'm aware of. I saw a uh, sidewalk plaque. Yeah. In Palm Springs, where they had all the stars, had sidewalk mm-hmm. plaques, and yeah. one was sure. Horace Height, spelled as John does. And I took a photo of it and sent it to him, and he was entirely aware of Horace mm-hmm. Height, who, whom I had never heard of. He, he was, was a, a band big, leader, John? Big band leader in the 20s and 30s, very, very popular. And the reason I knew of him is because through the years, I've been asked many times, any relation to Horace Height? I'll be darned. Well, you probably are related in some... I, uh, I suppose, maybe... Six degrees of separation Music's in the bones, way. man. Was this yeah. similar to a Hollywood walk of... Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Was in this, fact, uh, I thought that's where Joe was until yeah. he told me no. Cool. Is this a, a Lily White big band, much like Glenn uh, Miller? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I, I admit it. It's square music, and I love it. Yeah. Well, Sorry. I like Glenn Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Here is John moving right along. Moving right along, uh, as pre-shadowing, I'll have some big jazz news for you in just a few minutes. All right. The United States Drought Monitor issued its latest drought report this morning, and conditions have improved in much of Minnesota since November. According to the report, while much of western Minnesota is currently listed as having a moderate drought, there are no areas experiencing severe or extreme drought conditions, as was the case when the agency's report was last released Thanksgiving Day. At that time, parts of the Twin Cities metro area were experiencing severe drought conditions, but now, this morning, they say the Twin Cities is listed as being just abnormally dry. Yeah, used to. that's what we used to say. We used to say, boys, we're in a dry period, aren't we? <laughs> and now it's a drought, and then that drought. would lead the news. Yeah, It's time once again for the yearly warning we await so eagerly. State officials are reminding anglers to get their ice fishing houses off lakes as the deadline quickly approaches. Today, officials with the uh, Department of Natural Resources uh, will talk about the deadline a little later on, and uh, that is on Monday for central and southern Minnesota. The northern part of the state has until 11.59 March 20th to get structures off lakes. If you don't remove your shelter by the deadline, you can be cited and have your fishing house confiscated, removed, or destroyed. Isn't it in your best interest to get it off and, and not leave it to chance? Yes. <laughs> then why every year do they have the... You are on top of it. Yeah. I mean, you spent a lot of time doing that. Let's, let's get it off yep. now. Let's go. Well, as I mentioned, was it yesterday's show, when I drove by that lake and saw water... I saw houses out there. I'm thinking, wait a minute, isn't tomorrow March 1st? Well, they should get them off. I think you're on the right track. And John, continue. The Minneapolis Public School District is warning families after its system was hit by an encryption virus. Minneapolis Public Schools urged caution yesterday about getting, interacting with, or responding to any suspicious emails or phone calls after the district system was infected with an encryption virus. The district added that it has not paid any ransom to the threat actors and while saying data that may have been accessed said it hasn't found any evidence that the data has been used to commit any fraud. However, it's noted that the threat actors may contact employees or staff in an attempt to coerce MPS to pay a ransom. This all started more than a week ago when MPS suddenly canceled parent-teacher conferences the night before they were supposed to happen, citing 
technical difficulties. However, the district maintained it was working with third-party specialists and no data had been lost. Yesterday's update said the district's investigation remains ongoing, but it was able to restore the MPS environment using internal backups. May I tell you that you're uh, you're aware that I've been trying to reach the super in St. Paul, Joe yeah. Gothard, mm-hmm. to sure. ask him why teachers would fear retaliation if they pointed out the problems in their schools. Mm-hmm. And I told you I reached one of the gatekeepers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, director of communications, I think something Wacker, Erica Wacker maybe, and she she got back to me and she said, we don't do that. Uh, here's our policy, and she listed me a link. We, we don't do what? We don't re- recriminate against teachers. Oh, well, then you know what she but, gets. But she signed it, she, her. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> when you sign <laughs> it, she, she her, does that mean you're okay being a she? Yes. Yes. Then why even bother to put that, I wonder? Well, she wants to be inclusive. Good point. The, um, but the <laughs> teacher that was talked about in the St. Paul Pioneer Press story obviously had recriminations for bringing it up, whether it was from the school, the principal, or somebody. I agree. So somebody uh, said to him, knock it off. Well, the the lesson I learned, of course, is you're not going to get to the wizard. He's going to stay behind the curtain. Pay no attention. (laughs) You're still talking to that guy with the big furry mustache at the gates. That's right. That's a horse of a a different color. Yes. That a boy. Good job. Good reference of a 1936 movie. Love that Very nice. Minnesota Department of Corrections is looking for wanted fugitive Gerald Allen Downs after he escaped Monday from the correctional facility at Lino Lakes. Downs was serving community service in Blaine when he cut off his monitoring bracelet and left the work site in a vehicle that was waiting for him. And I bet well, the, I, they brought him out. He went out in a, what do you see, in the uh, the laundry? Yeah. The laundry cart. Right. <laughs> full of <laughs> sheets and pillows, and he made his escape. While the DOC's Fugitive Apprehension Unit searches for Downs and whoever may have helped him escape, anyone with information on his whereabouts should call 911. Court documents from Downs' two most recent methamphetamine convictions describe him as a career criminal, multiple dozen dozen felony convictions, although the DOC says his history is made up of nonviolent offenses. He received 52 months for a sentence in 2021 for meth possession, as well as 71 months in 2020 for the same third-degree offense. If you knowingly help him, uh, you could face criminal charges. Where does he go? This is what is this Thursday? Where has he been hiding out since then? He doesn't have any money. I don't know. Family, friends, maybe. Oh my God! Friends, aiding and abetting. Treehouse. Maybe just hanging on a light rail. (laughs) It could be riding that all over the place. Star Tribune reporting: No more nice ride green bikes for Minneapolis. Oh no. Lyft, which operates the bicycle and scooter sharing nonprofit, confirmed yesterday they're suspending operations in Minneapolis because they've been unable to recover after losing a major sponsor. That sponsor was Blue Cross Blue Shield of Minnesota. They announced in November they'd end their sponsorship. The health insurer, whose logo appears on Nice Rides pedal bikes and e-bikes, has been the primary sponsor of the program since its inception in 2010. In a statement, city spokeswoman Sarah McKenzie said the city is disappointed that Lyft could not find a new private sponsor. Regardless of the outcome, the city has other licenses in the shared bike and scooter program interested in providing shared bikes, ensuring that the city will have bikes in the program this upcoming season, was her answer. Do, do we know what the, the price tag on that, John? What, what, what did this failed experiment cost us? Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure. Billionaire Oleg Deripaska says Russia could find its coffers empty 
next year and needs investment from friendly countries to break the hold of sanctions on the economy. He said at an economic forum in Siberia, there will be no money already next year. We need foreign investors. He said funds are running low, and that's why they've already begun to shake us down. That, uh, according to Deripaska, who is United Company Russell International chairman, the biggest aluminum producer outside of China. Meanwhile, the Russian death toll in the Ukraine war is now past the 150,000 mark, according to figures from Kiev's defense ministry. As well as soldiers, the Russians have lost large quantities of weapons, including almost 3,400 tanks, 7,000 armored vehicles, 300 warplanes, and 18 ships. Observers say the Russian army continues to use tactics that have proven disastrous for them in the first part of the war. This caused many of the casualties, but they keep doing it, according to the Putin witnesses. doesn't care, does he, John? Nah, just nope. throwing them just in there. burn up those humans. Who cares? Yeah. Eli Lilly announcing yesterday a series of price cuts that would lower the price of the most commonly used forms of insulin 70%. They said they'll automatically cap out-of-pocket insulin costs at $35 for people who have private insurance and use participating pharmacies. Eli Lilly says it'll cut the list price of its non-branded insulin to 25 bucks a vial as of May 1st. Its current list price is $83 for a vial. Lilly will also lower the list price of Humulin and its most commonly prescribed insulin, Humalog, in the first quarter of 2023. The current list price is almost $275 for a vial. The new list price will be around $67 for a vial. Although insulin is relatively inexpensive to manufacture, the cost has been a problem for a lot of Americans for years. The average price of insulin nearly tripled between 2002 and 2013. A good RX research shows that the trend has continued with the average retail price of insulin going up 54% between 2014 and 2019. Sirhan Sirhan, the man convicted of assassinating Robert Kennedy in 1968, again denied parole yesterday. More than a year after California's governor shut down an earlier recommendation that he be released. California's Board of Parole hearings decided to deny Sirhan parole for three years. The proceeding was Sirhan's 17th parole suitability hearing, according to Teresa Outheis, a spokesperson for the Corrections Department. In August 2021, after 15 denials, the board had recommended parole for Sirhan, but that was denied by the governor in January of 2022. Sirhan shot Robert Kennedy in the kitchen of the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles after a campaign event in which Kennedy was celebrating primary victories in his run for the Democratic nomination for the presidency in 1968. Originally sentenced to death, Sirhan, 24 at the time of the shooting, received a commuted sentence of life in prison in 1972. You can verify this, Reavers, but I have it in my mind that just up the street on the same summer night in 1968, Don Drysdale was throwing a no-hitter. Hmm. All right. For the Dodgers. Okay. I don't think that's it, Joe. I think it would have to do with his 58 innings, scoreless innings. Remember? Oh, maybe that was it. I think yeah. it, it's related to yeah. that, and I don't remember the details. Right. But uh, Neither here nor there, is it? Uh, well, yeah. Not really. One of the uh, true, true giants in jazz history has died. This is the equivalent uh, of, say, a Mick Jagger or Paul McCartney dying in the rock world. Mm-hmm. Wayne Shorter. It was announced today. A saxophonist who shaped the color and contour of modern jazz died in Los Angeles. He was 89. No immediate information on the cause. Shorter had a sly, confident style on the tenor saxophone. He also played soprano saxophone, an instrument on which he left an incalculable influence. His career reached across more than half a century, uh, way back to Art Blakey's Jazz uh, Messengers and the Miles Davis Quintet. 
back in the 1960s, two of the most celebrated small groups in jazz history. He then helped pioneer fusion with Davis and as a leader of Weather Report. He also really? forced Weather Report, I remember. Oh, that. yeah. He was a saxophone player in Weather Report. Weather Report. He also forged a bond with popular music. Uh, a lot of folks who just listen to pop music have heard him, too. He did collaborations with Joni Mitchell, with Carlos Santana, and the place I first heard him with the band Steely Dan, whose hmm. 1977 song Asia reaches a dynamic climax with his hide-and-seek tenor solo where he and drummer Steve Gadd bounce strands of virtuosity against each other's playing. That was in 1977. Shorter wrote his share of compositions that became jazz standards like Footprints, Black Nile, his recorded output as a leader, especially during a very hot productive stretch in the 1960s on Blue Note Records included Night Dreamer, Juju, Speak No Evil, and several other albums that were all classics. They're post-bop classics that compare favorably to the best winning streaks in the history of jazz. Again, Wayne Shorter, 89 years old. Was he uh, on the entire Asia album? No, no. He was just uh, on the song Asia. Okay. And if you're familiar with that song, the last three minutes are the drums and saxophone yeah, yeah. playing this brilliant, brilliant so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and when you hear it, you're, yeah. Such they yeah. had, it seems like, different musicians on every single song. Yeah, they did. They, yeah, they, that, usually the rhythm section kind of stayed together. It was Larry yeah. Carlton, Lee Rittenauer on guitars and yeah. bass players, Chuck Rainey, and, and switched up. So really an amazing player. Yes, Chris. Uh, and uh, composition. Uh, sorry, composer. were you done with that one? No, and composer. Go ahead. No. Uh, you were right. Don, Don Don Drysdale pitched his sixth consecutive shutout the day that Kennedy was. Oh, a shutout, uh, not a no-hitter. Right. All right. Yeah, yeah, sixth straight, yeah. yeah. He had the record for years. I think Oral Hershiser ended up breaking it for yeah. the number of scoreless innings in a Just row. Just down the street, that was happening. 59 and a third yep. for Oral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was 58, I think, or something like that for Drysdale. More than half of the world's population will be overweight or obese by 2035 without significant action, according well, to a report. I thought we were running out of, of food. I'm way ahead of the curve there. The World Obesity Federation's 2023 Atlas predicts 51% of the world, or more than 4 billion people, will be obese or overweight within the next 12 years. Rates of obesity are rising particularly quickly among children and in lower-income countries, Describing the data as a clear warning, Lewis Baer, president of the World Obesity Federation. Did you know that existed? The World I Obesity did. Federation. I did. We've got you know a lot why? of items. You know why, John? It's because why? it's because of childhood obesity. We have the fattest kids we've well, ever we had. Well, we obviously need more government spending and intervention. No, we need and, parents to do their and, freaking and, job. Oh, oh, and Chris, okay. you'll love this. You know who we can blame? TikTok, China. Yes, because all China's is trying to kill our kids, Joe. Sit around <laughs> on their big fat butts. And to uh, Joe, uh, she says Louise Bauer, the president of the World Obesity Federation. Uh, uh, your point there. She said that policymakers need to act now to prevent this situation. Oh yeah, we need. You know, we need some studies and some policies. <laughs> the report report found that childhood obesity could be uh, more than double from 2020 levels to 208 million boys and 175 million girls by 2035. The authors of the study said they're not blaming individuals, but calling for a focus on the societal, environmental, and biological factors involved in the condition. It's hard to escape it, isn't it? It's hard to uh, to deny that. It's uh, uh, it's quite evident. The world is going to come to an end someday. Thank you. Might as well be tomorrow, huh? Joe, when you go... (laughs) 
when you go for a walk, is it at a leisurely pace or is it brisk? Brisk. It is? Mm-hmm. I guess that's... He's a bad waiter. It's supposed to be good for you. Brisk. I want to get this really? walk done. I want to yeah. get this done here. I have other uh, stuff to do. I had uh, drag my feet uh, and barely move. Yeah. A lot of I things done. you doing a lot of walking, Kenny, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I walk from the house to the barn. I got gotcha. you. It's about 100 you yards. Know your limitations. Got it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things to uh, unpack in this story. A man stopped for drinking in a park in Peru was found to be in possession of more than just a container of alcohol. 26-year-old Juan Cesar Bermejo Mm -hmm. had a 600 to 800-year-old mummy in a cooler bag, according to authorities. What? Who doesn't do that? Right. Bermejo's a food delivery man. He was allegedly showing off the mummy to two friends in the park. In the southern city of Puno. I got a great idea. I'm going to put that mummy in a cooler bag and bring him to the park for Ray and Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Bermejo said, I take care of her and she takes care of me. That's oh, what he told them. No, one of those deals. I don't. Don't get ahead of the story. Very dusty. What does he mean by that? That's just sounds Ber- very dry. Bermejo alleg- allegedly well, told police <laughs> to justify yeah. the presence of the mummified corpse in the bag where do you get a mummified according corpse? Uh, pawn shop ebay get you one by three uh, yeah you can get them according to police bermejo said he even named the mummy juanita juanita called, called her his spiritual Say friend. Away, my little friend <laughs> now there is a problem here. isn't that a graham parsons song oh no <laughs> there's a problem here authorities say really? the mummy yeah the mummy <laughs> no there's another problem uh, the mummy uh, appears to be that of a male. Oh, so oh. it's not game changer. Yeah, cartoon well, it identifies as a female. Um, that's the problem. Not, My cartoon now, bubble is uh, gone. It's now in the possession of Peru's Ministry of Culture, according to authorities. It's unclear how the man came to be in possession of the mummy. Huh. Uh, mummification, a very common practice among many cultures in I Peru. Got it in the, Egypt. Hey, what do you say? Before the arrival of Spanish conquistadors in the 16th century, in November 2021, archaeologists in Peru discovered a mummy believed to be up to 1,200 years old in an underground tomb. Bermejo has been charged with illegal possession of historical patrimony and could face up to five years in jail. I think he committed a uh, crime. I I do. I'm very comfortable with that. John? He may may have some issues. Uh, Yes. Yes, Kenny. No affection were the words that stuck on my mind when she walked out on me for the very last time. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, I give up. I give up. You lost me. He's doing some song Since, since you said Graham Parsons, I'm going to go with a Graham Parsons song, right? Didn't they have the Juanita? railroad? Graham Juanita? Parsons called railroad? Juanita? Okay, there we go. Okay. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> very much. You're welcome, Juanita. I guess. Did I get you? Uh, it's Positive Thursday here at Garage Logic, brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Mr. Mike Schoonover on the phone with us. Schoonovers is uh, located up in Shoreview, or down in Shoreview, over in Shoreview, 1060 County E. Schoony, I've got a question for you uh, regarding play for Patrick, your heart screening thing. My uh, my son and I helped uh, some strangers dig a snowmobile uh, out of a really tight spot it was really buried and when we we were done he was huffing and puffing worse than i was and it scared me because i've been there before and i know what that leads to and i'd like to he's uh, 23 years old i'd like to have him screened is that 
Is that okay with uh, Play for Patrick? Yeah, absolutely, Kenny. Um, we screen kids uh, and young adults 14, ages 14 to 24, so he would be he would be right in the wheelhouse. But probably more importantly is I wouldn't wait for a screen. I would have him go see a doc and see have his blood pressure checked and have them, you know, just do some basic things to check him out just to make sure that he's okay. Cause if he waits for a screen, you know, our next screen is in like two months. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a long time to wait. So I wouldn't wait. I would never wait. Just, you know, the docs, right. the docs can check that stuff out by checking blood pressure and, and, uh, you know, using their stethoscope and listening for maybe a heart murmur, uh, you know, those types of things, checking pulses on the upper and lower extremities to see if there's a difference in that. So All right. there's some things that can be done that are short of a screen that uh, we strongly uh, recommend or encourage. I will do that. His uh, This all went down last Saturday, which I believe you were actually doing a, um, a, an event for play for, excuse me, play for Patrick last Saturday, right? How'd that go? Oh, it went really good. Uh, and, and thanks for asking. Um, we were up at Medtronic in Moundsview, the, their corporate campus up there, and uh, we uh, we had a great day. We had a lot of volunteers. We had we had over I, I'm going to say that it's probably 80 to 90 volunteers that helped us out that day, and uh, it was it was it was fantastic. And we screened uh, 187 kids. Um, we had we, we we had more registered prior to that, but it was uh, I later turned found out that it was. Uh, tournament weekend for high school hockey for youth hockey there mm-hmm. was some wrestling things going on so some kids couldn't make it but uh, but we ended up screening 187 kids uh we found uh, 18 kids that had a kind of a normal with a minor variant reading that just means maybe that they're not fully uh grown or developed into their body and and whatnot uh 26 kids with elevated blood pressure wow Wow. 26 out of 187 with elevated blood pressure after a second check. Um, so that's a little concerning. Um, and then uh, we found seven abnormal uh, our kids with uh, abnormal heart conditions. So, um, again, that's, a, you know, that's, that's kind of crazy. And the, the part that was a little bit different for us on, on this screening is that three of them were boys and four of them were girls. Oh my! And so, um, so anyway, so we're, you know, we're doing, we're doing, um, we're doing what we can to identify these kids and and help them and make sure that they have healthy hearts. And if they, if they, uh, if they don't have a healthy heart, that uh, they can get the treatment that they need, or, or you know, whatever it is that, or even knowledge of of knowing what they're living with and what kind of lifestyle uh, changes they may may you know need to make and 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 those types of things. So yeah, it was a good day. Wow, that yeah, really that's day. that's fantastic. It's alarming that you found so many, but it's really good that you found them because now they know what they're dealing with, and like you said, lifestyle yeah. uh, lifestyle changes and uh, whatnot. That yep. that's fantastic. How's the building project going? Any update on that? Uh, it's coming along well. We're uh, the it, they they got the heat cranked in uh, eighty <laughs> degrees in the new shop area, so it dries oh. out the the mud and the muck. Uh, and, uh, we're doing demolition a week from Monday. We're going to go in temporary offices and temporary toilets, uh, in about a week. So, uh, things are happening. We're, we're having all kinds of fun up here. Meanwhile, you're still, uh, hard, hard at work in the shop, right? 
we we are. You know, I am. We are really testing our employees' patience, and um, and, uh, and and it's just great. You know, they're they're the guys. Uh, and and Nikki and, and Gail are just fantastic because it's like every day we're throwing some new roadblock at them, and it's like, okay, how are you going to work around that? You know, I think fantastic. Uh, I think those employees uh, deserve a trip to Disney World. I think um, Mike Schoonover and family. That's nice of you to offer. Kenny. Take them, take them all to Florida <laughs> for uh, some spring training. Uh, pretty much anything you need related to your automobile or pickup vehicle, whatever it is, glass, service, body work, oil, tires. Get a hold of Miss Nikki at Schoonover Body Works, and she'll get you hooked up. 85 years in business, over 85, I should say, right? How many years is it? Yes. It's 85 years this year, and it's our 50th anniversary in the city of Shoreview. Woo-hoo-hoo. Wow. Always rated as one of the Metro's top shops, the official body shop of Garage Logic, SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Bless you. Joe Souchere. Let's take the GL Jet up to Los Angeles. Okay. Okay. Where Los Angeles District Attorney George Gascon. I apologize. <laughs> George Gascon has yeah. suspended the attorney who prosecuted a 26-year-old trans child molester who was accused of identifying as a woman only after DNA evidence linked her to a cold case crime, according to law enforcement sources. Shay Santa, who had been the lead prosecutor for part of the case, is accused of misgendering and deadening the convicted child molester Hannah Tubbs. Wow. Who is now accused of beating a man to death in the woods with a rock in Kern County. Jeez. Shana had argued in the past that jailhouse phone calls show Tubbs, now 27, was attempting to use gender identity to game the justice system, an argument that sources say made others in Gascon's office uncomfortable and led to the suspension. Wow. Okay, America. You're aft. Well, I was re- suspended for speaking out against the Gascon administration. Misgendering truth while informing them that they were being played is just their excuse for the suspension. Wow. Tubbs has a lengthy criminal history in California and Idaho under the former name James Tubbs and allegedly began identifying as female after being arrested in connection with a, chi- a 2014 mm-hmm. child molestation case in which she pleaded guilty to attacking a 10-year-old girl in a Denny's bathroom stall. What in Sena the... subsequently raised concerns about a possible ruse. Gascon's office, under a series of stiff policy directives, sought to have the adult ex-con placed in a juvenile facility because the crime occurred before her 18th birthday. So Gascon, who's a George Soros funded DA has bent over backwards to cut this idiot some slack because he was now identifying as a she and the uh, prosecuting attorney was not respectful enough of that. 
Jesus, we're we're up is down, down is up. You know the reason that we we need don't to, know what's going to happen tomorrow. The, this is why this is alarming because we're so desperately aspiring to become California in this state. This is going to happen here. <laughs> well, now that analogy you made with Mary Moriarty is even more yep. frightening. And this fool said when you come to court make sure you address me as a her but a month later Sena the suspended attorney said after he sent a critical tweet about former Gascon advisor Alyssa Burr's handling of another case he found himself the subject filed on her behalf a, a subject of a complaint filed on her behalf so it wasn't when I first misgendered Tubbs he told Fox News Digital. She did it in retaliation. Part of it, the reason why I was suspended is because I called out Tubbs to the administration and said I have recordings of him making up the name, gaming the system, joking about it from the date it was made up. And I had reports where he was referring to himself as a grown-ass man. This was as Tubbs was being held in a facility for juveniles. You listening, Mary? Because Even if she heard this, Joe, that's not going to change. Because Gascon's policies treated the then 26-year-old as a minor because of the date of the initial crime. Wow. What the regressives want is the complete destruction of this country. And one of the ways they can bring about is more crime. I don't, what other conclusion am I supposed to reach? Am that's I supposed it. to believe that the likes of Mary Moriarty and George Gascon are altruistic, that they're caring and they're deeply, deeply I don't think caring so. for people? No. They, they wish for there to be anarchy. They wish for there to be disruption. That would quickly and more quickly end the uh, flawed country that they, they view. And that's how they and view it. And replace it with what? They replace yeah, see, it with that's their the chaos. Question. That's a question I don't get here right there. What what do they hope to replace it with? I, I don't understand. Uh, re, they'll be the ones left in power behind a gated fence, behind a but, gated yeah, community. Yeah, you're right. They're, then they're kings and queens of the right. country. And we're, you know. They cut more slack to her gender nonsense than they did to her, him, it, attacking a 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a special place in hell for that. You'd hope so. Uh, I, I just, uh, I, I don't know where to go with this. I, I just, I just. My urge to flee, I've never experienced it this strong in my life. Yep. Where it, would we go? I, I went to Wyoming. I just Googled. That wasn't far enough. <laughs> the only thing I can come up with is you, you join the Amish, but you still pay taxes. You don't pay Social Security tax, but you still pay taxes. Where does one go to just completely... Did our guy who built his cabin up in Alaska, what was his name? Dick Prennicke. Uh, Dick Prennicke. He did that on public land, Correct. Well, with permission, apparently. I don't want to go somewhere where it's 60 below for six months. No, well, either do I. Where does one go? Oh, you have to maybe. stay and fight. You, you, even though the urge is to flee, you have to stay and fight. That's what we have to do. 
Tubbs' victim, now an adult, has also disputed Tubbs' alleged gender identity and condemned Glasscone last year and said the light sentence denied her any sense of justice. I've also heard that my attacker goes by the she-them pronouns now, she said. I see it also unfair to try him as a woman as well, seeing how he clearly didn't act like one on January 1st of 2014. Tubbs' light sentence in L.A. was cut short after prosecutors in Kern County leveled felony charges, including murder and robbery, in connection with the 2019 death of Michael Clark. She is now being held there on a million-dollar bond where jail records list the name as James Tubbs and the court records show Hannah Tubbs. Last year, Fox News Digital, because I guess conventional news gatherers won't do this story, obtained explicit jailhouse recordings of Tubbs admitting it was wrong to attack a little girl, but gloating over the light punishment. Mm-hmm. Got what she wanted. The suspect boasted that nothing would happen after the guilty plea due to Gascon's lenient policies for juvenile defendants and laughed about not having to go back to prison or register as a sex offender. Tubbs also made explicit remarks about the victim that are unfit to print. Wow. He pulled the gender scam under Gascon's rain and got away with it and knew he was going to get away with it and then bragged about it in one of the uh, calls tubbs tells her dad to start using female pronouns in another they laughed about choosing the new name hannah so now they're going to put me with other trannies that have seen their cases like mine or with one tranny like me that has a case like mine, Tubbs said. So when you come to court, make sure you address me as her, tells that to his dad. Wow. Then she says if she goes to prison, she's getting a sex change surgery to go into a woman's facility. And the other person says there's some, uh, there's some uh, whatever in there. I can't follow it. Fox... News Digital also learned last year that Tubbs was accused of sexually molesting a four-year-old girl at a California library in August of 2013 while his mother was browsing books, while her mother was browsing books just a few aisles over. You get the backwoods death penalty for that. Yeah. We consume too much news, Joe. How how come the public puts up with this? They don't know about it. They don't know know about it. it. We consume too much news. We know too much. I'm sick of knowing stuff. I there just is a said that recall line the other day, Kenny. I'm sick of knowing stuff. I need to erase my brain. Yes, John. There's a recall effort uh, for Gascon. So apparently, there is some pushback to him. Thankfully, uh, well, he's got to go. Who knows? Who he's knows if go. it'll work? But how about a good old school jailhouse beating? You know, the the other, a la Jeffrey Dahmer. The other question too is when's old Soros going to kick the bucket here? And when are people going to start caring about children? The, the Mysterians, the regressives, have proven that they don't with this urging of gender transformation at such an early age. And here, did this guy get off because they don't give a darn that that the 10-year-old was molested by this guy well, and a 4-year-old was molested by this guy? It has more to do with virtue, basically. These people are sick. They're very sick people. They're very evil. Gascon is evil. 
It's the devil's work. All right. I wish uh, the groups trying to introduce common sense on gender transformation would take Mary Moriarty's remarks and create from them a template and say, listen to the words of the Hennepin County public attorney. Even though she did not intend for these words to be applied to gender transformation, they are entirely apropos of what teachers are up to in grade schools. Um, Not teachers all the time. Remind me, because we discussed, didn't this just happen early on in her tenure here at the very beginning of the year? Yeah. There was the a, a rape was, case, right? case was thrown out. Yes. Because the oh, yeah. one of the yeah. lawyers... Oh, lied it, it, or yes, passed a note and said they didn't. Passed a note. Passed a note. Yeah. And said they didn't. And she jumped on that technicality. Yep. So she doesn't could... want criminals. She thinks criminals are victims. And it would be also her way to completely uh, hurry up the ruination of the country. She's a leader in the regressive movement. Mm-hmm. She is a turd. Mm-hmm. Only because they come to us. Yeah. Well, Doesn't you, it sound good to no. be where the Lymans are right now? You, you can't send us home like that. All right. Give us something else. <laughs> Give us something good to hang her hat on on the way out the door. He's got nothing. Joe. Well, you got the you conjunction of home. Venus and Mars. Right. That's right. Yeah. Conjunction at the function. Didn't we talk about that yesterday? Yeah, but he wants something, and I'm, you know, unfortunately, I've just got the fact that nobody in school can do math problems. God, it's positive Thursday. Yeah, that that never worked. Rook, Venus and Mars, huh? What about that? Venus and Mars are all right tonight. They're just kind of moving over here. They're going to slide right over, and you're going to see them. I was hoping for a Uranus. I already used that. Only because they come to us. And you're going to see Pluto. (laughs) It doesn't really. That's not fun to say, is it? It's Mickey's dog. Only because they're going to come. <laughs> only because the Lyman. Let's sent finish this. strong here, guys. Here we go. Uh-huh. Yeah, here Marleth we go. Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa. On this day, today is March second in eighteen fifty nine. The Turnverein, a German organization that sponsored social, educational, and physical events, gave its first dramatic presentation in St. Anthony's Turnverein Hall. Turner Clubs provided a strong German presence throughout the country until World War I. I have a German observation. They're known for Teutonic efficiency. The worst-kept sidewalk in St. Paul is on Summit Avenue in front of the German uh, building, whatever Uh, that place is, a German mm -hmm. Institute or whatever it is. Some kind of German deal there. Wow. Those cheap people... Uh, don't even buy salt from Frataloni's to sprinkle on there. Who do they rely on to do that? That's it. They're the worst kept site. Is that so precise? What, look up the name of that place. It's uh, the German, German deal. There on, yeah. Germans in Pearl Harbor. German, German Institute in St. Paul. It's right on Pearl Summit. Harbor. Worst kept sidewalk in the Twin uh, Cities. Yesterday, I was going down Shepherd Road when all of the taillights in front of me turned red. The Germanic American Institute. That's it. They're the worst. They're the worst offenders in St. Paul. Where is their Teutonic efficiency? 301 Crouch. Summit. <laughs> All the taillights in front of me uh, slammed on, only for me to realize that all of us motorists were entering a, a 100 or 200-yard stretch of Shepherd Road that quite literally looked like it had been bombed. Yeah. 
It was so bad that oh, if you man. didn't slow down, you would have destroyed your car. The Germanic American Institute, or GAI as it is popularly known, is the center which keeps alive German art, culture, and cinema in St. Paul, hosting a fascinating range of dance performances, recitals, musicals, and concerts. People come here to learn German, and we do not shovel. They do. <laughs> That's right. They do not keep up the German they, practice of shoveling. What's the, uh, what's the flag out front look like? Can you describe oh, bent it? shovel. <laughs> okay, a bench show. Right. On this day in 1878, John, yeah. the city of Anoka was created. Oh, that's right next door to me. Settler colonists had first arrived on the site in 1851 and then platted it in 1854. On this day in 1922, three two, a party of 15 Mennonite men, women, and children from Manitoba paused briefly in the Twin Cities on the way to Mexico. If this trip paused. Among the first of an estimated 20,000 members of the Protestant church denomination expected to leave Canada during the next three years, the travelers arrived by rail in passenger coaches accompanied by 22 stock cars full of provisions, livestock, farm equipment, and furniture. They planned to live in self-imposed isolation in order to practice their centuries-old religious beliefs and pacifistic way of life pacifistic way of life they had caused this had caused difficulties with the canadian government which required school attendance and during world war one military conscription so the mennonites split huh. on this day in 1949 it's a long list today it is march 2nd melrose native captain james gallagher of the u.s air force completed the first non-stop flight around the world with a crew of 13 he flew lucky lady the second a B-50 bomber assigned to the 43rd Bomb Group, refueling four times while in the air and completing the 23,452-mile trip in 94 hours and one minute. And finally... Wait, wait, wait. Kenny, what's the great mom-and-pop bar and grill in Melrose? Aren't you the one? He doesn't know. Hey. Um, didn't they get in trouble during the pandemic? Oh, is that what I'm thinking of? Maybe. I went to the Germanic American Institute on Yelp. Yeah. And they have reviews. Yeah. And I gave them a review. They do a poor job of Good. shoveling. Good. Good. <laughs> um, I'll give them a piece of my body. I'll the tell world, them. Yes. The world famous Charlie's Cafe is in Freeport. Can anybody tell me a little bit of trivia about that, Joe Souchere? Well, are they named for the famous Charlie's that was in downtown Minneapolis? I believe it's where Garrison Keeler sat when he created and came up with the idea for that fake town of his. Lake Wobegon. I think so, I'll possibly. Do you know, Kenny, this is a, a trivia information. Do you know where Joe was when he thought up Garage Logic? On the toilet. Yes, taking a dump. <laughs> so, you know what? That could be a pretty good fake mirror. Wow. <laughs> and then okay. those ideas started going through his head, and he said to himself, I'd just rather take a dump. Now you can wrap the show up, Joe. Wow. I, I'm and happy. And finally, again. on this day. <laughs> no, we're 19... not done yet. On that note, I don't know. <laughs> finally, on good, this day, Thank you. finally, yep. on this day yes. in 1974. Uncle Hugo's Science Fiction Bookstore, now the oldest of its kind in the United States, opened well, in South Minneapolis. Huh. That was actually burned down during the riots and had to reopen a couple of years after. I'll so be darned. You're right, John. Probably last year, in fact. It well, these are, you know, this is on uh, this date in Minnesota history. 
we probably had that last year on this date. You know, probably, Uncle Hugo. We have breaking news in the Garage Logic podcast. Mm-hmm. Lindsey Whalen has stepped down as no! for basketball. Coach. Oh, I no! they give her wow. another season. I did too. Huh? Wow. She follows me on Twitter. Does she really? Yeah. Well, she's she's awesome. probably got a long drive. <laughs> she's so cool. Hey, uh, before awesome. we before we go, Joe, I have another Soul Asylum assignment for the GLers. All right. Another Today's one? Soul Asylum assignment is Closer to the Stars. All right. Um, and it's a wonderful Soul Asylum song that Chris uh, Reavers has never heard of um, because all he does is drink warm milk and eat white bread. Right. Mm-hmm. Black gold. That's Thank a you, GLers. Uh, Survivor started last night. I've not watched it yet. Good. Full <laughs> review next week. Wonderful. Uh, one more day. I hope I'm That's today. That day. Uh, at Twin City Savers is your last chance to bid on a golf cart and e-bike courtesy of oh, Eagle Fun yeah. Motorsports. And I got to tell you, if you go online right now, TwinCitiesSavers.com. Uh, I'm placing a bid. Am right I now. eligible? I don't yeah, care because I'm placing a bid. You got to come up with the cash. Wouldn't that be a conflict of interest no. if I won it? Nah, you can go bid, ahead. You can bid on a green Crossfire 200i golf cart That's utility what I want. vehicle. That's what I want. The one that was at the fair uh, or the one that was at the golf show. TwinCitiesSavers.com. Yeah, TwinCitiesSavers.com. You have to be a member of, of what? what? Twin City Savers? <laughs> no, you go on there and, get, and your money's as green as anybody else. Huh. You poke oh. yourself around. There's other stuff on there, too, isn't there? Thank you. No, yeah. we've got two minutes to kill here, G, uh, Joe. Um, if you need a snowblower or a zero-turn mower, <laughs> Tri-State Bobcat is your answer. Tri-State Bobcat. Three locations in the Twin Cities, Burnsville. Uh, Rose, our uh, little Canada, on and Hudson, Wisconsin. Were they on go the list on. today? Did I go listen that? to a Wayne Shorter album today, everybody. Please. Oh yeah, yeah. Speak no evil. I don't yeah. have any parting ways. I just want. I, I don't. I was going to text my wife to see what's council? for dinner. Chicken Kiev sounds good, doesn't it? Oh, that does sound good. When that no. juice starts just jumping out of there, that I don't buttery. like it. How about YouTube? Oh, subscribe on YouTube and watch. Uh, <laughs> staff members cook chicken Kiev and then consume it. <laughs> but you have to subscribe in order to do that. Not a big chicken Kiev GarageLogic.com does have the town council available. Tell others because uh, you can be very, very entertained in between the breaks and before and after the show. And don't forget the online store, GarageLogic.com You can get cool GL stuff. Oh yeah, and PodMN if you're looking for another podcast. Cha. It is that time once again that we pick up the phone and we make that call to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now's the time for you to do the same. So pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get Josh, and you're always going to get straight talk. You you are never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is with us once again. And boy, Josh, there are better earnings today, but the market still has some concern about the Fed, don't they? Yes, Chris. I think the market is going to be concerned about the Fed until members of the Fed or these Fed governors shut up. How's that? That's just pretty straightforward. 
when they shut up, I think the market will start focusing in on corporate earnings and not that the world is going to end and that interest rates are going to go to the moon and the economy is going to go into a major recession in order to meet the Fed inflation target of three of 2%. I think my number two son, Judd, said that sometime later this year, the Fed is going to pivot and start changing their target, at least for this year, in terms of inflation. But in the meantime, Fed governors continue to talk of the need for higher interest rates for longer period of time, and that is putting a little bit of a crimp in the market. Strategists, of course, are taking the Fed at face value and are changing their estimates for earnings from not only companies, but for the S&P 500. And as their earnings numbers come down, their negativity towards the market increases, and that adds to an overall, we'll say, slow move down. My market technician, Chris Dvorak of Dvorak Technical Research, says right now the market is dull, and there's an old saying, never short a dull market. That said, I am of the belief that the Fed will stop moving on interest rates when they do stop, but I do see and have said this before, I think the Fed is going to move at least three more times in the next month, at least 25 basis points, just to show the market they're on top of everything in their effort to regain the credibility that they lost last year or the year before, I'm sorry. Meanwhile, corporate earnings are coming in a little bit better than expected or not as bad as expected. Big one today, Salesforce.com crushed the numbers when they came out last night, increased their guidance, increased their share buyback, and said they're going to continue to focus on, get this, profitability. Who would think that a company was not interested in making profit? How do you like that? Salesforce stock jumped $20 a share from 167 to 187 today where it currently sits. The bad boy, Best Buy, did a little bit better than expected, beating on the top line and the bottom line. Their guidance for revenues for the year are indicated down 3 to 6%. The stock was only down a little bit. I think there are a lot of people very hopeful with Best Buy. Best Buy has, as a stock, proved that it is a Best Buy. Food retailer Kroger did better than expected. Their stock was up, and they even raised their guidance, indicating that shoppers, you know, while still spending, are moving more to house brands than name brands. And that is good for Kroger's bottom line. Macy's better than expected. American Eagle Outfitters, better than expected. So there is, in my estimation, positive things to look out, look at amid all of the gloom. I do remain, I'm not going to say cautious, I do remain in a little more conservative stance than I would normally be, having a little bit more cash in the cash available, ready to add to favorite positions. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. You got it. Thanks. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.